Biggest Bad Boys Podcast presents Matt Michaels People I Don't Hate Hey everybody, it's Matt Michaels here on the Biggest Bad Boys of Podcasting and today I am joined by a very talented uh, youngster in the business uh, he's making name for himself, making some waves out there on the East Coast. Mr. Bryce Donovan. Bryce, waves. How you doing? Making those waves, brother. <laughs> I'm making waves, man. I'm doing great. I'm making waves. I live on a beach, so it's perfect. Technology. <laughs> Long Beach, New York. So yeah, making waves is exactly how I would describe it. Did you grow up on uh, on Long Beach? Yeah, I grew up in Long Beach. Um, yeah, I lived here my entire life. I'll probably die here someday. <laughs> let's hope. Let's hope it's not for a long, long time, brother. Hey, some sooner than others, man. I know we can't really control it, can we? Yeah, uh, no. <laughs> d- uh, when you were younger, and, and you, you know, you were born pretty much uh, during the Attitude Era. Um, yes. What were your yeah, first yeah. memories of wrestling and who was the first uh, person you kind of looked up to? So my first like memory is, and I don't know what the segment is, but it was, it was like Rikishi and Edge and Christian were like <laughs> doing something. It was something like that. Cause I remember I didn't know them at the time, but I know them later, but that, that's not like when I started watching, it was just like on, but I remember right. like seeing it. But like it's so like Rikishi, he's so recognizable. It's good. and there's two blonde guys. I'm I I'm not positive it was Edge and Christian, but I like deducing from my now wrestling knowledge that it was probably Edge and Christian, right? Because it was two tall blonde guys. Unless there was another 2000 scene like that. But I started watching, like that was my first time like, seeing it. But they weren't like wrestling. It was just like some segment. I didn't know right. what was going on, and I was like a baby. So it was. It. But like my first like, whoa, like what's this thing? Was like I was on vacation and like smackdown was on and i think it was it was jared <coughs> and someone else who were just wrestling on a smackdown and that was when i was first like whoa like what is this like this is cool like they these guys are really, and like i it was like me my brother and my cousins i was like what like what is it they're like it's wrestling it's on every week i was like every week like <laughs> we can just watch it like for free I'm like yeah okay great and like from that point is when i like first started getting into it sure so yeah, around that, I guess like, what was that? Probably like two thousand, like maybe two thousand one, probably. Yeah, so somewhere, somewhere where you were around, you know, the yeah, the right probably around two thousand one. So I do, I do remember, uh, I do remember like WrestleMania seventeen like happening, and I remember because I, I mostly remember the Raw after where Vince McMahon said they were going to wrestle in a steel cage. Yeah, at the at the next week because I didn't know what a cage match was at the time because <laughs> I just started watching. So I thought they were literally going to like go to like a jail cell, like at a, like a at a prison, and that's where they were going to wrestle. They were going to wrestle like in the jail, and I was like, "Whoa, like that's crazy!" And then there was just a cage around the ring. I was like, "Oh, okay, well, that's cool too." It's just it's it's interesting, like so such like now defined like wrestling things like a steel right. cage, but like hearing that for the first time and like having to like decide when you like just discover what wrestling is in general, yeah. like you can't process, Oh, they're going to put a cage around the ring. Obviously. No, they're going to go to a jail cell, which I guess would be a more modern thing yeah, that they would, would do. Be, yeah. Is wrestle in a jail cell. Yeah. Which is, I guess. I'm surprised that no one's actually come up with the penitentiary match where, you know, you rent it out of jail and dude, uh, they really, they really cool. should like everyone that got released from WWE did the same like I was in prison uh, gimmick. Yeah. So like, why didn't anyone do? They should have done the escape from prison match with two of them. <laughs> um, when you you know started watching, um, did you go through the period uh, that you kind of went away from it for a little bit and then came back to it, or were you you know watching was... it straight through? I was like religiously watching it for a long time. Like I had like kind of a period like that, but not even really. It was just like before like main in 19, like between like 18 and 19, I wasn't able to watch like as much. I think that's just because I was a little kid and kept falling asleep Yeah, and like having like sports and stuff or like family things. So I wasn't able to watch like I didn't have like a TV in my room or anything. So I couldn't like sneak and watch it. Which, oh my God, kids now are so lucky. They can just pull out their phone and yeah. watch it whenever. 
But yeah. like, yeah, so that would probably be it. But no, like I like religiously watched it from like the time I started until like obviously I started training to wrestle. Did anyone ever give you any shit about doing it in terms of, you know, um, or not even doing it, but but really just being a fan of it? We're, cause... Watching it? Yeah, sure. Like people were like, <laughs> you know, yeah, everyone, every wrestling fan was like the same, like, oh, like whatever, what, like yeah, it's very whatever. Like everyone's gotten the same like thing with that but never like i don't know i never got like bullied for it or sure. like what i describe as like bullied for it which is good i guess yeah. uh in terms of like training was anyone ever like critical of it i don't know i didn't really get people i didn't really like tell anybody i was doing it that like okay. i knew so like i guess they didn't have the chance to unless they did it behind my back in which case <laughs> wow jerks but no i'm i i don't think so but probably I'm honestly probably yeah. There was probably a bunch of people, <laughs> but I don't care. Um, yeah. Did you uh, when you when you graduated high school? Did you you went straight into training pretty much, right? No, I was so I was gonna go to college first. And I was like, all right, that's like the the thing to do. It's right. like you have to go to college first. Like I remember, I remember I read Shawn Michaels' book as a kid, and that was like a thing that his dad told me. I was like. All right, so that's what I'll do. I'll go to college first to make society happy. Yeah. <laughs> and then when I have copious amounts of debt, then I'll go start training to be a wrestler. So lucky for me, I did not have copious amounts of debt because I got uh, like a lot of money to school. But like, yeah, so I started going to college and it was just going like well, where like I was like, I had like a 4.0. I was like doing great. And I was like, like high, like high threes or 4.0, like for like three straight semesters. And I was like, I could probably just start training now. Like I could probably just do it. It was like, I also found like creative pro, which was like, like 30 minutes away from my college. Okay. So I was like, Oh, I'll just go to class. I'll get like all like daytime afternoon classes. And then just after my class is done, I'll just go over there. And it's like just another class. It's like my gym class. Right. But it's rough. So it was just, it just kind of worked out uh, pretty well for doing like going to get i didn't have like i was pretty like on point with my school at that point like all my hard classes were done i was just kind of like finishing the rest of my like credits yeah uh yeah and i was uh my senior year of high school i took like a bunch of college credits okay so like i was pretty much like done or i was supposed to be finished like a year earlier or something like that so yeah it just like worked out where i was like yeah i could probably just start now and yeah that's how it happened who, when you started in the school, uh, who was your most influential in terms of the training itself? Uh, like trainers? Yeah. Like, who like had, who well, had the... Brian, so Brian and Pat are the main trainers. Right. Uh, which they're both great, obviously. Everyone knows that. Um, VSK was like the third trainer at the time. Alex Reynolds also, but he was like, uh, it, he was like the original like third trainer and then Vinny started doing it more. So like VSK was like a big like early person that helped that like helped me a lot. Like there'd be like Wednesday class and this was like early creative pro. So there was like not that many students there. Gotcha. So there'd be like Wednesday classes where it was just me, VSK and Chris Statlander. And like that was the whole class. It was just like three of us and we would just do whatever we could with three people. Now we have like a good amount of students as like everyone probably knows by now. Yeah. But like, yeah, those early days, it was like that. And then like, obviously like all the original, like season, I call them season one cap people like, uh, like Caster, Bronson, MJF, right. Like all those people, smart Mark. Yeah. Like cap is like a real, it was like a really great community to start training under. Like I hear like you hear horror stories of other places sure. or not even like horror stories, but just like, obviously you hear horror stories, but you hear like just, Oh yeah, it was all right. Like the school was fine, whatever. Like the but like training career for like couldn't have been possibly better. Yeah. The entire time I started. Like there was I was extremely lucky to be able to train there. It, you know, when when you started learning how to put together matches, um was that something that because you are very smart, there's no doubt about it. Did that kind of click in your head like right away? Because I know a lot of times what starts happening is that younger students, they don't really, 
the layouts don't make as much sense mm -hmm. to them because they're either still in their head, they're still, you know, processing and learning, and it takes them a few years. Um, because mm -hmm. you've been able to really break through quickly in terms of, you know, your ring style, your ability, um, and your growth. It's all come yeah. very fast. Is that because of the fact you're able to process and learn and already had such a big background in watching wrestling for such a long time? So, yeah, I think that definitely, like, is part of it. Um, I mean, I never, again, I never stopped watching wrestling. Like, I have, yeah. I, I didn't watch, like, other shows. Like, it's good. now I do. Now I, like, decided, <laughs> okay, I can't just be a huge, like, wrestler. Yeah. But, like, when I was a kid, I really, like, I watched, like, cartoons, and I watched wrestling, and I watched wrestling, and I bought wrestling DVDs, and I read wrestling books, yeah. and I pretended to be a wrestler, and it was just, like, that all the time. So that definitely helped, and then... Again, at Creator Pro, you have a bunch of the smartest people yeah. you could possibly have helping you learn how to do that stuff. So, yeah, I think it was like, and I'm always like, that's one thing I pride myself on is like, I'm always studying. If I have a match with someone coming up, like, I'll watch their stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. if I'm not, if I don't have like something specific, I'm always watching something. Like, you just kind of have to. And like, and like different things. You can't just watch like, the current like week to week like you can't right. you could be like all right, i watch like a lot of wrestlers and a lot of like newer students do that they're like oh yeah i watch raw and every week or now I, oh, I watch dynamite every week it's like okay that's fine yeah to do but like if you really want to like figure out some stuff and like branch out and like have this unique kind of perspective on things or like this complete perspective on things you have to watch as many different things as possible yeah and even things like you like don't like like you can watch something and not like it that's fine then you just know like oh yeah i, I don't know i don't know why everyone loves that like that was like i didn't like that at all right and so you have to have like your own perspective on it and you have to trust in your ability to do that because a lot of the times you're going to be disagreeing with other people sure on what you want to do so you can't just be the basic like all right here's how wrestling works here's like the very basic idea of psychology and how it works right and you can't just throw it all away completely. So you have to just create your own stuff. And that's like the art behind it. Like, yeah, you are, yeah. you have, to, you have to bring your own perspective to it or else then why do you exist? Like, why are you even making anything? You could just be like, you're just regurgitating other things. No, that's, so that's kind of like, my. Yeah. But. yeah, you're absolutely right. A hundred percent. I think one of the people who does that better than anyone else right now is MJF. Um, oh yeah. There's, there's no doubt. And I think that also that kind of influence um, is definitely uh, coming out of, of, uh, of Cap because if mm -hmm. you look at, you know, a number of people who are getting the shot at AEW, um, mm -hmm. it's the, the characters are definitely way more developed than, you know, some of the other younger, you know, talent uh, for yourself too you were a clean cut like you know you could have passed for a, a 15 year old when you started oh, yeah. right yeah. what what was your evolution process in moving up to that next level because you went from you know a, a young man to a look that is i think you know a very sellable and marketable look which yeah you know, it doesn't come easy sometimes, but you've, you've mm -hmm. been able to make that transition. How did, how did you figure that out? So, uh, I don't know if you heard, there was this giant global pandemic, right? Really? Did you hear about that? Yeah. Oh, it was wow. pretty popular. Um, everyone was locked in their houses for a bunch of months. So this happens. <laughs> and, uh, I was always like, I was always in shape. I would always worked out, and everything. but like, I just kind of did my own thing and like, that was it. So pandemic happens and you know like you heard this a lot during when the pandemic was going on a lot of people were like oh if you don't come out of the pandemic as like the most in shape whatever in your life like what are you doing like if you don't like if you're not the best version like you have all this free time and during the pandemic i'm like sitting there thinking like no gyms are open uh there's a global virus i think i'm gonna die like there's a lot of like everyone's very stressed out everyone's losing their jobs i don't know what everyone's saying with this why aren't you the yeah. best possible version of yourself right now uh 
it was like the psychotic thing, which is like a lot of wrestling. It's just like yeah. this is also from a lot of people who aren't in good shape, but whatever. That's like a different thing. Like, <laughs> but like, yeah, so that happens. So pandemic happens. I can't work out. There's no gym. I'm doing like, I'm like bike riding and I'm like being active to like stay in shape, but I'm like not like peak right. physical condition. And then it starts to like in the summer, it starts to like end. And I'm like, all right, uh, I can go back to what I was doing and I will probably get back into the shape I was in and the same like look of it. And I can do that or I can like try something new and see how that goes. Yeah. So tried something new. We went to Stoked Athletics in Babylon on Long Island, which is where like I train, uh, VSK trains, Max Caster, uh, Chris Allender, a bunch of like cat people and wrestlers train. Uh, it's a gym. It's like not personal training, but it's like small groups. Sure. And I started doing that. And that was great because I never, I not never, but like I hadn't been able to work out like legs hard in a while because my knees got like messed up at a very early age. So my <laughs> knees were all messed up. And I just, instead of like being like, oh, okay, my knees are messed up. Let me try and work around that and fix it and build it up so that I can have it. I was just like, well, sucks. <laughs> like, got to make the best of everything else. <laughs> so they were like, no, like, okay, like, here, here's this program that's going to help. We're going to work around that. And it's going to build your, like, it's going to build you up to where you can, like, be able to do all this stuff again. Yeah. So that was great. And then just working out there, I got in the best shape I've ever been in, which is after the pandemic, not like, which is, a, again, back to the thing was like, all right, like, every, you can work out after. Like, you didn't have to, like, you yeah. didn't have to get on people's case during the thing. Like, you work out after, you can go back to a gym. So, yeah. Worked out, got in my best shape, uh, dyed my hair because who cares? We were all locked inside anyway. Uh, sure. Yeah, <laughs> that, was literally, that was literally what it was. I just grew my hair out, got in the best shape I've been in. And like, yeah, just moved on for that. How how long were you out of the actual ring? Was it, you know, a couple months or was it even more prolonged? So let's see, it was like, I remember, I remember when my school shut down, it was Friday the 13th. I think it was March was when yeah. everything happened, yeah. right? So like March happens, uh, cap shuts down, obviously. Gym shut down. Uh, I think in like the summer, we were allowed to reopen as like an athletic training facility. Yeah. So it wasn't like technically a gym. It's like an athletic, so like it got clearance. Uh, and we started doing on cap TV, the quarantine cup, which was like, a G1 style tournament yeah. with all of us. And it's, it's, it's funny because it's like everyone coming out of like quarantine. No one's been able to wrestle. Everyone's in like bad shape, but like, here we go. Like everyone's got to do a G1 style tournament, which it was fun. It was like a good way to like, all right, let's just throw everybody back in. Yeah. And like uh, people are going to be tired and they're going to be dead. But at the end of this, everyone's going to have like, okay, I can wrestle again. Like here yeah. I am again. We're training again. We're by the end of the tournament, like everyone's going to be okay. So we started doing that. So it was like, let's see, March to like July, probably like four, four or five months. Yeah. Which like isn't super long, but like for wrestling, like wrestling is really about staying sharp. Yeah. It's really like really about staying on top of it and having that. And that's why also why I think I've been doing well lately is because I've just have reps that and like i'm wrestling a lot yeah. and that just makes you better you like thrive under that yeah that's how you really like you develop from training obviously but you like really find yourself from actually wrestling yeah so yeah i think that i think it was like so like coming back my first match i was like i was like preparing myself to blow up like i was like <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna die because this is my <laughs> first match back i've we've just been open so i've done like two training classes <laughs> i'm gonna die in this match and i like I like was tired, but I wasn't like dead. Right. So it was like kind of constantly. It's like okay, I could give me like a few weeks, and I'll be I'll be fine again. Yeah. So yeah, it was like around that. But like, geez, yeah, it's crazy that like <laughs> that that happened. Like everyone had to like come back from that. And I don't know. I it worked out for me, honestly. Sure. Like I feel like not like right after, obviously, but like from the fallout of that, I've now like definitely now in like the best position of my career. Well, you, so far, yeah, you, you know, the thing is, is that I think that the perspective that you had during the pandemic 
gave you more focus coming out of it because of the fact yeah. that it's kind of like when you when you come off an injury, you know, where mm. you know you can't do it for, you know, X amount of time. And then when you start getting back at it, the smart people are the ones who took that extra time instead of just, mm. you know, laying back and, you know, lounging around and stuff. You know, it's like, okay, rehab isn't just just physical injury rehab is for yeah. your mind too and if you can yeah exactly yeah if you can embrace it and focus on things and learn you know from other things watching and you know um mm -hmm. i like you know what you said about starting to watch other things outside of just wrestling yeah. because mm -hmm. that's a whole nother um aspect that you can incorporate uh into what you're doing, what your character is, or at least even understanding situations that you're being mm -hmm. asked to do storyline wise, which yeah, a lot of people can't do, you know, they can't grasp um, if they're asked to do A, B or C, they mm -hmm. just flounder because they don't know how to, you know, if they only know that character that they started to develop or don't even know that character very well. Yeah. Um, when you, you know, get the opportunities to work with guys like, um, like Max, um, Caster and, um, VSK. What for you is the main takeaway for working those guys, um, either as team or, you know, as opponents, has it, has it been something where you're able to not only learn yourself, but, actually are essentially giving them something too because it's such a give and take yeah. profession yeah i mean i would hope i think uh those two guys you mentioned and like hopefully other people like respect my opinion enough to like take what i'm saying and like i'm trying and i'm never like i'm never just saying things to be a dick right so i'm never just like no this is the way we're doing like whatever i'll always explain myself on how i feel about things and sure. why certain things work and certain things don't and i'll back it up with like examples or like here's why like here's the exact like reasoning like really piece it together so yeah i mean it's always good to wrestle someone better than you right sure so like i i enjoy those situations where i'm with someone better than me where they can uh where i can learn from them and we're in this contest against each other but we're both like i'm coming away with something more but then it's also like, all right, if I'm in there, I'm found with someone who I'm better than, like, I'm confident in myself where I can put everyone in the best position to succeed. Yeah, the the idea of making them look better is mm -hmm. is something I think a lot of guys don't understand at first. It takes, you know, it takes a while to understand that it, you look good by making someone else look better. Yeah. You were the please come back machine at Beyond, I swear. Yeah. So right. we pride ourselves on that. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You want to please come back chant at Beyond Wrestle Us. Yeah. That one. Hell yeah, man. Um, with that in mind too, when you look at the um, like going into AEW four matches, was it one of those things where a guy like MJF wrestling him mm -hmm. because you guys kind of know each other? do you think that that helps where he's now, you know, cause if you go in there and let's say you're, you know, wrestling against someone who maybe has never seen you don't, don't know a damn mm -hmm. thing about you. Yeah. Doesn't even, you know, I think even if you, some guys that trained at the same place, but maybe like maybe a year or two before you, you guys didn't really mm -hmm. cause path. They'll still look out for you because they know you were trained by X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Did did that help in terms of making you feel more comfortable in the ring and also allowing him to make you look better and allowing you to make him look like a million bucks because you're doing your job as well? So my thinking was, here's my great friend, MJF. We're such best buds. We love each other so much. We're going to have the best match ever. It's going to be the fucking greatest thing ever. And he's like, dude, this match is going to fucking make your career. You're going to be fucking great. You're going to be amazing. Everyone loves you so much. He's like, I'll see you out there. I'm like, great, dude. I'll see you out there too. 
we go out my good friend mjf walks up to fucking shake my hand and everyone's like don't fucking do it he's a scumbag and i'm like you guys don't know him you don't get it we're great fucking friends we love each other he just told me we're gonna have this great wrestle kingdom match it's gonna go 60 minutes fucking dave Meltzer is gonna be screaming about it so of course i go shake my friend's hand and he kicks me in the dick what the fuck dude are you kidding me i like really, you can check the, i'm gonna pull up the photo i'm gonna pull up the photo this mother this um, can i curse on this podcast yeah absolutely man. this motherfucker <laughs> fucking i'm pulling up this photo where is it i saved it i oh, saved man. it somewhere i'm scrolling back where is this i love it i love this it dude kicks me straight and you could you could see it, it is blatant it is obvious <sighs> Here it is. Here's this. Ugh. Yeah, there it is. Pulling this up to the camera. Where is it? Look how low the shot is. Look at that. Where's that, where's that shot? It's not above the belt. There's a belt. You can see, you're here below the belt. There's a belt right there. There it is. Oh, shit. That was... So that, we're not friends that's brilliant. <laughs> He's a scumbag. He's what I've always thought my whole life. I was like, everyone's wrong about him. He's secretly such a nice guy in real life. It's not true. He's a fucking scumbag. There's a reason his parents hate him. Oh my god. Oh, you got it. God. Uh, you know, one of the things I love about him, and and th- it, one of the things I love about the boys, and and you know, having trained myself years ago, um, is that kind of you know, we're, 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 you're expecting one thing and then they just fuck with you, man. <laughs> just like, I want to kick in the nuts <laughs> to start, to start, not even like, you know, this bitch five minutes right in, the, in. right in the dick throws me into the buckle, <laughs> spikes my head into the ground. <laughs> and Sean Spears, throws, I don't even know where I am. Sean Spears just grabs me and throws me out. I'm like, yo, you, we're not even friends, dude. No, he's got all his cool new friends, whatever. Oh man. No, but he's a he's a genius, dude. He's like oh fucking, he's a savant. The the um I think a bad person. The one of the best things I ever seen him do was at um Starcast um in uh, Vegas here where he was in the room with all you know, all the signings and stuff going on. And he just started, you know, acting up and screaming and yelling. Blah, blah, blah. And he actually got himself kicked out of the venue. Really? <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, I believe it. And half the half the people, know, you know, like half the people are just in shock, man. And then half the people are going, genius, brilliant fucking move because <laughs> we know who he is. And he hadn't had that that um, he hadn't had that full uh, television exposure yet. So mm-hmm. he got himself over by, you know staying in character i think that's important how are you finding that as you know developing your character and being able to um you know stay in that character mode while you're in public but still be yourself once you're you know at home or behind the curtain um how's that been for you in terms of learning that kind of you know, juggling act so you don't totally lose yourself in, in your own character. Yeah. I mean, I'm not even really like, I'm just kind of myself, honestly. Like, sure. even the way I like interact and talk, like when I respond to people when I'm in the ring, that's just how I actually feel. Like people are being mean to me and they're being, <laughs> they're being jerks. And I'm like, can you fucking stop? Can you stop calling Bobby Jr. a sheep? Can you stop like booing us for no reason? We're so nice to you guys. We love you so much. And they just don't love us back. So yeah, it's just like I just talk how I how I talk. Like yeah. I respond to people how I do. And so it's just like I don't need to like I'm not like a, a voodoo master or a or a demon from another dimension or right. a uh post-apocalyptic road warrior which there's like seven of those now yeah uh it's like and they all talk normal also so i don't know maybe i'm (laughs) but like they're just normal human beings so like yeah i don't know i have the benefit of of uh just being able to be myself and talk how i talk so i'm happy happy about that definitely makes things easier what's what's interesting you know having said that too is that 
you know who's really good is Statlander. Because oh, yeah. she's just herself, but yet mm-hmm. there's a part of you that goes, she really thinks she's a fucking alien. This is... Like... She, because she, she literally is. Like, she might as like, well be. So, like, if you, if you came to me one day and you're like, hey, I know you think she's kidding, but, like, we actually pull, like, here's a video of her landing. Like, she's actually not from this world. That's why she's like this. I'd be like, oh, yeah. I mean, that makes, makes more sense. sense than her just being a normal human. <laughs> like... A normal human, this would be super weird. But like, yeah, if you're an alien, oh, of course. Like, you have an excuse. I don't. I, this is why you do all these insane things that you do. Like, I, I get it now. But yeah, so um, it, it just makes sense, man. Like, <laughs> well, you know, along those lines too. Um, you're a very comfortable talker. Um, was that something that you've had your whole life? Uh, just being able to talk, or did you have to work on, you know? being able to have an outgoing personality um i'm actually like i don't know it's weird like i was super i was like a super happy kid and like high school like i didn't talk to like anybody like i was very like and i'm still like i have like i have like pretty bad anxiety in general but like i don't know i feel like comfortable in certain situations and then certain situations i don't so like here talking to someone like one-on-one i feel fine like it's like oh whatever but if i'm in like a big giant group or like a party or something. I'm like, ah, like it's loud. I don't know what to do here. I'm my hands. Where do I put them? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So it really just depends on the situation, but like one-on-one I've always felt like fine talking to people or like groups. Like, yeah. I mean, I teach in uh, my spare time. So it's a lot of like, it's similar to wrestling where like I have, you have to like be this personality and entertain these people. And like, yeah. you have to bring like, you can't if if you're a teacher or if you're a wrestler, you can't be the shy one in the situation right. because you have to bring out like the shy and like either the student or the yeah. fan. Like you have to bring them out to make them more of a like outgoing person sure. so they interact with you or in the show or the class or anything. So that's just kind of my thinking on it is like you have to like when you're in that position, you kind of have to deliver on that. Yeah. So you can't be like that. It's, it's, so, yeah. yeah, no, it's very interesting. Um, I'm pretty much that, that same way. Um, I, it's weird. And I know a number of other, you know, people who perform, we tend to gravitate to staying on the sidelines at parties, you know, more of the observer. Um, don't put the attention on me, please. You know, yeah. but when you're in the moment where you are supposed to engage people, you can engage people and you can, yeah. you know, sell what you're selling. And I think that the teaching thing is, is brilliant because mm. you're engaging people. And a lot of times it's harder to engage a student than it is to engage an audience. Cause audiences are there, yeah. you know, they're, they're there to hate you or love you mm-hmm. as long as you get a reaction from them. Hopefully you get the reaction yeah. you're going for. But a student, man, you know, the... yeah, I can't, I can't get them to hate me. That'd kind of be the wrong way to go about it. <laughs> I would walk in, I rip their sign up. Yeah, boo, <laughs> worst teacher ever. Like, uh, you can't really do that. Like, so, yeah, you really have to. You can only be babyface for the for the students, and and that would be such a great. I you know just you know, then your mind starts thinking you're like like a character like MJF wow that would be a great uh, that would be a great segment you know MJF. oh yeah he well he hates kids yeah oh my but, god but could you imagine what you a know, bunch of tried to sue him like <laughs> he's got like lawsuits and but imagine, yeah. imagine that as your substitute teacher you know it's just oh, like, yeah, MJF MJF yeah. substitute teacher great. I'd watch that. Yeah, I was gonna say I'd pay like twenty bucks to see that. Sure, fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. When you when you're looking at going forward, um, obviously, you know, singles wrestling is is something that we all start out, you know, learning first. Mm-hmm. Um, for you though, do you find that tag teams are um, a little more fun for you at times, or? do you really want to kind of focus as a, a single? So I love tag team wrestling like a lot. Like I absolutely love it. I think it's great. Um, I love Bobby, my tag team partner. Yeah. 
like we do really great stuff together so like i do i do enjoy like especially on the indies like i like debuting as tags because i feel like it's just like i mean the the good thing about shukru in general was that if a place needed a singles match or a tag team match or a trios match we fit whatever they fucking needed like, right. whatever you need on the show we have that available if you need one guy in a singles and two in a tag if you need three singles if you need a six man like all of that's filled yeah so and i do enjoy like tag matches but yeah just re- re- more recently started like branching out to do more single stuff just to like just to have it especially at cap uh me and bobby decided like to try more single stuff because that's our home promotion we obviously have more like opportunity there yeah and the shows are great so like yeah last show he wrestled uh carlo vice in a halloween street fight i wrestled jt dunn nice. in like a 20 minute match which i've never had like a 20 minute singles match before so it was like it's just like doing new stuff and like having that opportunity to like try it and succeed or fail just based on yourself yeah is like an interesting like thing to have but like yeah i I love it. I love both of it. I love doing tags with Bobby. I love doing singles. I love doing our six man with Aaron now uh, at Beyond. It's really fun. And he's obviously amazing also. Yeah. So, yeah, like whatever role, man, I'm fine with doing anything. Like Max Caster got signed to be in a new tag team. And he, I know he prefers being a singles wrestler, obviously, but like it's not – he's thriving the tag team also. Like. Right. Not they're not they're not half-assing it. That's the main thing. It's like whatever you are doing, no matter what it is, like you can't half-ass it. You have to like really dive into it, or else it's just you're just killing yourself immediately. You know, and that's interesting too, because a lot of people don't think about if you are, you know, half-assing it, if you are putting up an attitude, if you're doing anything that is a disruption to what you're being hired to do. It reflects back to your home promotion. And I think that a lot of people yeah. don't get that. You know, it's just like they're in it for themselves. And if they're a dick, they're a dick. And then mm. if it reflects back on Cap, I mean, that can affect their business and, you know, future um, opportunities for oh, yeah. students to come in because you're going to get a bad reputation off of just yeah. one or two, you know, jerks, um, which is commendable because the three of you guys are, you know, you're nice people. Um, but yeah, I mean, (laughs) let's, you know, but, but for the sake of, uh, you know, you guys aren't actually, you know, doing an actual prison match because you're in prison. Right. So, you know, (laughs) but, but, but you work fluidly, not only with each other, but you guys, um, you work so well with other people. And I think that's something that mm-hmm. if people, um, and I'll encourage this too, you can, um, if you can give your um, social media, your handles, um, so that people could start checking you out if they don't know your matches, if they don't know your work, um, because you got some great stuff out there. And I can. Yeah, please, please. Yeah. Uh, at Bryce D. Shook on Twitter and Instagram. You can watch me. Uh, there's a lot of so IWTV. If you watch mm-hmm. Uncharted Territory or Beyond's last few shows, we're on all of them yeah. or almost all of them. We wrestled last week against uh, uh, the team from Nirvana, the Shinobi Shadow Squad, which I think they're just three S now. Yeah, uh, we wrestled a few days before that for Beyond at um, Somerville against very good Lehigh Valley professional wrestling team, long name, but Dan <laughs> Champion thirteen, uh, Avery Good. Like, obviously, we've had like beyond matches. We have cat matches. My JT Dunn match just got uploaded for free on YouTube. If you want to watch it, it's just type in Bryce Donovan versus JT Dunn. You can watch it. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff we have out there. Um, this weekend is actually our most loaded one. So, when is this episode releasing? Um, probably, actually, probably next weekend. So, probably next weekend. Yeah. So, luckily for you, I just wrestled like four shows in four days. Over this last weekend, when you listen to this, we wrestled for Uncharted Territory on Thursday. We wrestled for Chaotic on Friday, and we wrestled for Pro Wrestling Grind on Saturday. And I, obviously, Uncharted Territory will be up. I think Chaotic does like Twitch, so they'll release it like probably right. this week. 
And then Pro Wrestling Ground, I think they're working on like a how they're going to distribute their stuff. So yeah, you can watch all of those matches and they were probably great or they're horrible and I don't want you to watch them and I'm <laughs> screwing myself by promoting them before I've had them. But I'm going to trust myself here and say that they were great. They were all great matches and you should watch them right now. That, you know, that is the funniest thing I think I've heard in a long time. Like, yeah. like oh Imagine yeah. They're all just horrible. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it, they're, they're, yeah. <laughs> there's the worst matches ever i'm listening to this next week going no don't watch them it's too late take it to listen to me for the first time it's like let me check out this match wow this guy's horrible he's the worst just if uh if the weekend goes bad message like message me like dude take <laughs> that part out right now <laughs> delete this no i can't imagine we're yeah we're doing chaotic on third on friday we're wrestling like uh, four corners tag match with uh, uh, and wrestling against Aaron. Aaron's teaming with Alec Price. Nice. Uh, they're a team, <laughs> which is I don't know where this team came from, but they're both amazing, obviously. Yeah. MSP and then Higher Society, but like I think it's Doug instead of K instead of Maddie. I don't know, but yeah, that's awesome. Wrestling the four of them, that's going to be a crazy match. Our Uncharted match is going to be fun. Pro Wrestling Grind, we're wrestling main event for the first time. Nice. Wrestling. So we're wrestling main event for the first time on Pro Wrestling Ground on Saturday. Then, if you like that match, on Thursday, Thanksgiving night, for Beyond Wrestling on Shard Territory, we'll be wrestling the main event uh, again for a second time. And then, if that night you're like, wow, I love Sher Kruber's main event so much, you can order FWF, the major uh, figures pay-per-view, where we will be wrestling the main event. <laughs> In a four corners match, which we're both in it, but it also includes the headbangers <laughs> and Eric James and Jack Tomlinson. So yeah. you can get your main event, Phil. You can get Shukruver's main event week over this next week. We're wrestling them three times, twice in one night on one night. So <laughs> that's great. Us first main event. We're gonna and we're probably gonna be wrestling them a lot in our careers. So we're just getting we're getting ready for it now. Hey, you know what? That's the one thing that I find and I think that is some of the best advice is that the more that you guys can get comfortable with guys that you know you're gonna see for the rest of your careers essentially. Yeah. The the easier it is to step into the ring, um and you know, and have fun. I mean that that's the gist of it too. It's like if you're not having fun, then why the mm -hmm. hell are you doing it? And when you when you can create you know it you don't know what level you're going to meet either too right you know who knows you guys mm -hmm. could be two of the aew tag teams you could be both in nxt yeah. your, your paths are going to cross more on the majors at some point and yeah what the you know shit yeah i think like i think there is like a generation forming right now on yeah. the indies of like the new group and that's probably like us like waves and curls Aaron, Alec. Uh, yeah, I mean, there is that group like coming up now, which is kind of like, all right, these are like the new people yeah. that are coming yeah. up. So, yeah, I mean, I know we're going to wrestle main event a lot in our careers. Probably. We're probably going to wrestle Waves and Curls a lot. We're going to wrestle MSP and Alec Price and all these people. So, yeah, I mean, that you we're getting used to all of them. <laughs> we yeah. see them every week now. I think, yeah, I mean, Alex on all three of the shows we're doing this weekend. Also, uh, MSP is on two of them. Uh, main events on two of them, I think. So yeah, Becca is on two of them. She's another one. Yeah, that's great. That's a new like part of that group. So yeah, I mean, I like I like the group coming up right now. And uh, it, it's exciting. As much as people are like, everyone got signed, and there's people getting released, but I think the actual like new group is developing nicely, in my opinion. Yeah, and it's. It, very exciting to know because that's the east <laughs> that's the east crew and then out here mm -hmm. on the west you're having the same thing happening where you're getting a lot of um yeah. some just talented guys just growing and the the coolest thing is to think that at some point within the next five years um it's not going to be east versus west it's going to be you know that's the main bulk of your impact, you know, signings, your, your AEW signings, your NXT signings. It's exciting, yeah. man. And, um, I think that you're, 
you're doing one hell of a job. I think that, you know, one of the reasons I wanted to get you on and talk to you is because mm -hmm. I wanted to make sure that you got a little more exposure out here um, on the West mm -hmm. Coast um, and get people kind yeah. of aware of you because, um, man, it's just, you know, again, it's the the way mm -hmm. that you work, um, your, your work rate is just so much fun to watch man and yeah thank you man yeah absolutely yeah well for the for the west coast hopefully uh i can't really spoil things but uh we might be over on the west coast sometime early next year so i that'd I, be cool I, and we could see yeah i kind of get what's I, up over there. i kind of get what you're uh you're saying with that because uh mm -hmm. i know i know some stuff that are that might be going on out here on the west coast early next year so <laughs> yeah hopefully so yeah, yeah we might be out there we might not who knows but if we are that'd be great it'd be cool to see everything if not we'll keep being the east coast boys and doing like the new england loops with because i mean there's a lot of stuff out here yeah i really like i'm i, I said i was happy like lucky to be at creative pro but i'm also lucky to live in the northeast yeah. where there are all these companies like you can go to beyond and blitzkrieg and limitless and yeah. uh, new companies yeah. are coming up like pro wrestling grind yeah uh chaotic obviously is here also like yeah it's cool to have all these options instead of if i lived in like like not like that other places companies are bad but now especially when it's like all right which places have like which places stream their shows which places have good crowds which places do yeah. people talk about on twitter like yeah that because that's just it's important and even if you have like the best shows ever in like the middle of the country people have to be able to see it yep like they have to like so and I'm, i think every promotion is now starting to get that where when i first started dude like companies were so weird about their footage they like yeah. never put out their they record shows like never put out their footage they're like no it's ours like stay away <laughs> it's like well, i could never watch any of my matches and now it's like if you're not streaming your show or releasing your show or like putting it up somewhere for people to watch it's like does your company even exist like yeah you're not you're not pwg people aren't buying your dvds bro like for real like yeah no it, it and I, I think the mentality comes from um the fact that and it's really strange when you look at everyone was kind of holding on to that stuff and i think that was because everyone was hoping that they would have someone hit and WWE come knocking on the door and say, Hey, we want to uh, buy, buy their buy the catalog. And now they're realizing, well, if we can monetize off of that, why the hell yeah. are we sitting on this? Because there's so many options to do it. And I think that's great because again, you know, something like fight TV, even, um, mm -hmm. you pay $5 a month and you get to, you know, just scroll through and find all these different catalogs of different yeah. things you'd never be exposed to. So it's a, it, you're right. It's a different attitude and it's, it's something that is like one of the best bro. Back in my day, <laughs> VCR tapes, headshots, oh, yeah. you know, and hoping that you guys had the, you guys had the mail tapes, mail tapes, man. Like, I don't, I don't know what I would do. I'd be like, you know, I, the main thing is like, I don't know how I get to shows like without a GPS. Like you guys had, the, I remember like, I remember being a little kid, my parents having like this big, like Atlas book yeah. of maps. It's like, yo, how did people do this? Like, oh my God, the drives are already horrible. But like, imagine like not having the GPS there. It's like, Jesus Christ. We, uh, you gotta mail your tapes. When, when I first got to LA and, uh, I got to LA in late 97. And the first thing I was told is buy a Thomas guide. And they mm. were, they weren't like the big Atlases. They were a, mm fucking book of maps for all the streets in los angeles and orange county and mm. like that's what you had to do dude is you had yeah. to you had to be driving while like doing like looking at this book and looking at the road and like flipping pages it was fucking insane you know and now it's like we we live in an age where if the GPS takes you maybe to the wrong side of a block because it doesn't realize there's a wall there or something, we get yeah. pissed off. You know, it's like fucking, yeah. fucking GPS. Like, <laughs> dude, if you miss if you miss a turn and you see your <laughs> GPS like arrival time go up by like two minutes, you're like, God damn, yeah. like my life. My life yeah. is so hard. <laughs> yeah. 
So that's, yeah, that's first world problems. Exactly. Exactly, man. Um, it's been a blast brother. Um, I, I, oh, dude, I, yeah, yeah, this is great. Yeah, I, um, again, I hope that you know everyone listening or watching, please, um, seek out Bryce's work, um, follow mm-hmm. him on social media. Um, you're, you know what, when you look at, I, and this is what I try to get through to people, and that is, there are certain wrestlers you want to start watching now, because. Mm-hmm. If you're in on the ground level, you're gonna follow. Uh, you're gonna follow Bryce his whole career. I'll tell you right now because he's such an engaging personality and such a good worker. And uh, there's so much left uh, to grow and to see, and it's yeah. very exciting, man. So, um, and I'll love you, and I'll be like, I remember you from when I was a young lad. You always believed in me, and then yeah, and then yeah, and then you know, then the bell rings and you'll you'll kick. Kick, yeah. them in, kick us in the nose. <laughs> I'll so. sign something for you years from now. <laughs> like, I remember you when you wrestled at, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like what the worst show I've ever done is. Yeah. I, we, okay. Real, real quick. The yeah. worst show I've ever done is we legit did a show one time where the ring did not show up. <laughs> what? <laughs> straight up, straight up. The ring did not show up. Place is freaking out. They're like, what do we do? Oh my God. I have no idea what to like what to do we literally like it was in like a gym so i think we just played like basketball against the graysons or something <laughs> like bear country was there and i think we just like shot around and played basketball and like the fans like because all the chairs were set up with no ring and the fans are just sitting there like what is going on oh my god that was so if you were at that show you can you can bring it up to me years from now and i'll be like i remember that show Oh my god! And and because of that, you're not gonna charge them for the autograph. <laughs> yeah, no, they can have the autograph for free. I'll just sign it for you. If you if you come up to me and say, "Hey, I was at that show where I paid for a ticket and there was no ring, and you guys just shot basketballs for thirty minutes," I'll go, "Okay, fine. I'll sign whatever you want. Give it to me." Oh man, oh that's got to be one of the funniest things I've ever heard. The ring didn't show up to a wrestling show. It didn't. Oh my god! And we were like, dude, it was like thirty minutes of belt time. We're like, the ring getting here? What's going on? <laughs> like, I've been at shows where the ring is late before. Yeah, but not a. Uh... Hey, fans are in their seat. What, are we setting this up in front of them? Like, <laughs> what, are we doing? what are we doing here, guys? <laughs> Never got there. Oh shit, that is that is hysterical. Um, man, thank you again, Bryce. Everyone listening, thank you for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Biggest bad boys of podcasting.